morning. Good morning, Rabbi Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class is dedicated in loving memory of Rabbi Pinhas Amos. Alava Shalom, Lilunishmat, Rabbi Pinhas Ben Rabbi Shimon, the Masuda, Alava Shalom, sponsored by his brother, Gabriel Amos. As well, Breakfast in the Class is also dedicated <laughs> in honor of Rabbi Shlomo Vari, who was one of my favorite, funniest, and profound teachers. I truly enjoy tuning in from Colorado to continue learning with you. Hazaku Baruch, sponsored by Alex Amchislavsky. Hazaku Baruch, Alex. That's really nice. It's always difficult to read uh, dedications like that. I kind of feel I kind of feel like the bartender in The Simpsons when they set him up to read, uh, you know, <laughs> the the funny names. Uh, it's uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks, thank you, Alex. God bless. We met Alex on a trip in Israel. What a wonderful wonderful young man who's building a beautiful Jewish family now. Okay, Rabotai, are we ready? Yes? Okay, let's get started. You know, the, uh, the rabbis tell us that the pasuk, Elul is hidden in the pasuk, Ani ledodi vedodi li, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. And it's meant to communicate that this period of time in the calendar, in the Jewish calendar, is uh, a time when God is close to us and we are close to Him. And the doors of Teshuvah, of repentance, are open wide, waiting for a person to make the move to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and God then will forgive him and write him in the book of life. However, there's another interpretation, and there's many different versions of what Elul stands for, what the Roshet Tevot stand for. And I'd like to maybe discuss with you another version of that. The Pasuk says in Tehilim, De'u ki Adonai hu Elohim hu asanu velo anachnu. What does that mean? You should just know, De'u, you should know that Hashem is our God, hu asanu, He made us, velo anachnu. Now that, this words, velo anachnu, um, the way it's written, it's written with an alif, and it's read with a vav. So I'm going to read the pasuk to you now both ways. The way that it is traditionally written and the way that we have a masoret, we have a tradition to be able to write it, to be able to read it. De'u, know that He is Hashem your God. Hu asanu, He made us. Velo anachnu. The pasuk is read, Velo anachnu, and not us. Yani, we did not create ourselves. Okay? But we read it with a vav, which means he made us and we are here. We're here for him. We're here to be able to bring honor to his name. We're here to spread the Torah, God's message in the world. We're here to be Mikadesh Shamayim. We're here to do the, learn the Torah and to do the mitzvot. That is the purpose of our life. What is our life and the length of our days? But the Chidushe Harim writes another interpretation, and this is really what I wanted to talk a little bit about with you today. You know what it's really communicating? Said the Chidushe Harim something incredibly insightful. He says, what does it mean that the right, the way it's written is velo anachnu, and not us, and the way it's read is velo anachnu, and to him is us? Well, what is the, what's the connection? He said, as much as it is velo anachnu, as much as it as it is not us, 
It is velo anachnu. It is to him we are. And let me explain what that means. A person who lives a life which is focused around himself, it's built around himself, his honor, his family, his money, his business, his name, his, 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 his. As much as it's about you, by definition, it is not about God. It is not about others. And as much as you can say, with an Aleph, it's not about me, that's how much you are living life, that we are there for God and godliness and divinity in this world. This idea of self-negation in some level, putting ourselves not at the center of every conversation, at the center of every decision, our ability to be able to take the focus of the camera and turn it around. You know, I was thinking to myself, the whole of Elul can really be defined as one button on my smartphone. You ever notice when you take out your camera on your phone and you open up the camera, you want to take a picture of something, and you're at a Yankee game, you're at a Knicks game, right? You're at a, what's it called, at a wedding, you're at Silichot in the Beit Knesset, Lahavdil Elif Dalot. You want to take a picture of everyone saying Silichot. You go to the Kotel, you take out your phone, this beautiful thing is in front of you. You pick up your phone to take the picture. And what do you see on the screen? Yourself. The camera's facing this way. Do you know that button, the circle, that you push and then it turns the camera around facing the other way? The whole of Elu could be described by that button on your camera. What is the screen on? What is the focus on? Is it on me, me, me? That's not Elul, that's not Roshana. That's a person who lives not in Ben Adam Lamakom, mitzvot between man and God, and not Ben Adam Lechavero, not between him and his fellow man. It's a focus directly of him. It's a process of a selfie. There has never been a generation like ours in the history of the world. You know what pictures were always about? They were about beautiful sights, wondrous things, amazing things. You know, breathtaking sights or exciting venues or lots of people. Today we live in a world where a person can take a thousand pictures of themselves. It's a selfie world. My friends, says the Pasuk, I'm giving you a Pasuk and you know how it's written. Velo anachnu. Taking the, ca- the focus, the camera, off of ourselves. And as much as we're able to do that, then we live in a world, velo anachnu, where we live him. And I want to share with you something amazing. In the story of Egypt, when we leave Misraim, so the Pasuk says something unbelievable. And you think, wow, who's, who could it be that's saying these words? You know, you think it's a big Sadiq. Who says these words? Anyone remember? Amonai HaTzadiq Ve'ani Ve'ami HaRashaim God is righteous and me and my people, who are we? We're Rishayim. God's the Tzadik and we're the Rasha. Who says those words? Anyone remember? Who says these words? Hashem HaTzadik ve'ani ve'ami harishayim. Paro says it. Now it's interesting because we say exactly these words that Paro said every day except for days that you don't say Tachanun. What do we say? Anna. Right? Rather, so we do not have the chutzpah to say, 
But rather we say, Hashem, you're the tzaddik, ve'anachnu hirshanu. So these words are the words that Paro said. Says the, say our rabbi something unbelievable. Look at the letters of that word. Amonai ha-tzaddik ve'ami harshaim. Amonai in the, in the Torah is written with the letter Yod. Ha-tzaddik, hey. Ve'ami and my nation, vav. Harshaim, hey. It has the name of God. Yud, hey, and then vav, hey. What's the problem? Paro is saying God's name. The answer is, Paro ruins it. Because he says, Amonai ha-tzaddik yudei, va'ani ve'ami harshaim. He squeezes the ani right into the center of the sentence. And putting the ani in the center of the sentence is the destruction, is the tearing apart of God's name. Puts this break that doesn't allow God's name to ever sit there. And that idea, if we're trying to get close to God, one of the things we need to learn about is what is it that God doesn't like. Let me give you an example. Let's say you have a hotel. And in this hotel, they have a very uh, famous, a very wealthy guest that comes to visit. The guest comes, they take the penthouse suite, they stay there for two weeks, they order room service. You know, more money than, uh, you know, than the Sultan of, du- of Brunei, okay? This, this one visit from this prestigious guest, it, it keeps the hotel running for months, okay? They order everything, they have the hotel driver drive them in the Rolls Royce, you know, they, uh, they book all, you know, everything, the highest, they take out, they rent out the whole dining room for four people, okay? This is the heavy rollers. What does the hotel manager tell everybody before she comes, they, he calls, you know, a big meeting. He gets everyone, He gets the wood chopper and the water drawer. He gets the woman who's going to fix the bed. He gets the, the butler. He gets, everyone comes together. And he says, okay, what does Mr. Rich Guy like? What kind of flowers? Okay, he likes uh, roses. Okay, we're going to get the roses for Mr. Rich Guy. What kind of champagne does he drink? You should have the wrong champagne in the room when he comes. What kind, the kind of pillows, does he like the stiff, the heavy pillows, the soft pillows? They change the pillows. They change everything exactly what the guy wants, what the guy needs. They have the hotel room set up for him, like Shilomo HaMelech, okay? Sarah Netanyahu. They have Tik 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, okay? They have cigars, they have uh, champagne. Everything is there. The guy comes, my friends, he takes a look, he walks in, takes one look at the room, he says, you expect me to stay in this hotel? Where's the extra towels? The hotel manager who comes in with the guy, he has, you ever see people like hotel managers? One of the first things they teach you if you want to be a hotel manager is how to smile no matter what. How that could have a heart attack, he'd still be smiling. He could be collapsing on the floor. They're struggling to do CPR on him because he's like this, but he's smiling. The guy's like, stop smiling, I can't get the air in. Okay? So this hotel manager, he's smiling like this, but he's thinking in his brain. He's thinking to himself, Marsha, ye machshena. I told you the extra towels. Why are so mad? You have someone that you want to keep them happy. You make sure that all the things that they like, they have. All the things they don't like, 
They don't have it. Elul is about making and putting into place all the things that endear us to Borei Olam, correct? But it's also about pushing away the things that Borei Olam hates. And there's very few things that it tells you that God hates. Did you think about that word? Forget about it. If the rich guy don't like you, you can find another guest. But what do you do if God doesn't like you? Shema Israel, And you can't run away from him. Right? Where does it say? Who does it say that God hates? Ki to'avat Adonai. Kol govalev. The abomination of God is a person who is arrogant. As much as velo anachnu, I'm not here, as much as I don't stick my ani into the middle of the conversation, that's how much God is present. He's there with you. Now listen to this. I want to explain what the ani in the middle of the conversation looks like. You ever sitting with somebody they're telling you a story about themselves. They're unloading to you. And the first thing you want to say is, well, that happened to me once. Shut up! Why? Why? This is not you. Right? That's putting yourself into the middle of the conversation. Chatan and Kala are deciding what day they want to get married. Could you imagine the Chazan telling the Chatan and Kala, oh, that day doesn't work for me. Okay, we'll get another chazan. <laughs> You're not the most important part of this wedding. But sometimes people forget that. Right? You have parents of young couples that are putting all of their things on the chatan and kala as if it's their wedding. I remember once I was at a wedding where all the bride wanted was a quiet wedding with nobody there. Azita, she was praying so hard for a corona wedding. She got married before Corona. But the, the parents wanted a big, fancy, showy wedding because that's what they liked. That's how they were raised. That's their culture. So they did that. And the bride was miserable at her own wedding. You understand? Sometimes people are not paying attention. They're, they're, they're putting their ani where it doesn't belong. And I want to share with you, if you start to realize this, you'll realize that this word, this secret, is being told to us again and again and again and again. The Pasuk says when the Jewish people left Egypt and they experienced and they encountered Amalek, the Pasuk says the Jewish people wanted to know, Hayesh Hashem Bekirbenu, is God with us? Imain, or not? And the rabbis say, Hayesh Hashem Bekirbenu, you want to know if God's with you? Imain, you've made yourself into something. Ayin means nothing. If you've made yourself low, then God's with you. I raise my eyes to the heavens. From nothingness, that's where my salvation comes. You know what the answer to Shalom Bayit problem is? Humility. You know what the answer is to getting your prayers answered? Humility. You know what the answer is to raising your children properly? Humility, not making everything that they do about you. Not making your expectations the thing that they need to live up to. Not living vicariously through them. 
because you wanted to be the superstar on the football field, the kid has to play football or basketball. He doesn't need to do that. He doesn't want to do that. But putting the ani there destroys, it destroys everything. So in fact, maybe another interpretation of the words elu kivi, ani lo, velo. Ani, like we just said, right? At the end of, uh, at the end of, uh, uh, of the pasuk, ani lo ve'ani lo. I am not, and therefore I am, I am there for him. Now, Shilomo HaMelech was the wisest of all men. And Shilomo HaMelech taught a very beautiful, he wrote a beautiful pasuk. The pasuk says, kemaim panim el panim, um, like waters, right? Panim el panim, face to face. Ken lev ha'adam la'adam. So too is the heart of one person to their friend. We know that a person cannot come to the high holidays without asking forgiveness from his fellow man. You can beat your heart all you want. You can say all the tefillot you want. You can come to Silichot every day. You can eat only Chalav Yisrael and only Pat Yisrael and only Bishul Yisrael and only Bet Yosef meat. You could do the best of the best of the best. If there's someone out there who has a claim against you, who you owe them money, who's upset with you, who, you haven't, who they haven't forgiven you, you're not making it through Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Simple as. Nothing else will help. Unless, until you go and you make them happy with you. So the Pasuk is telling us, how do you work with people who don't want to? They don't want to be okay with you. They don't want to make up. Says Shilomo HaMelech, Kemayim panim lapanim. Like, a, like water, when you look in it, your face is the face in the water. So too is the heart of a person uh, to his, what's it called? To his friend. I remember once we were in yeshiva, and each one of us, we had to write a line at the end of it. You know, life is like. Everyone made up their own. And I wrote, the one that I wrote in the book was, life is like a mirror. It's only nice if you are. If you're nice, if you're a nice person, if you're a smiling person, then the world smiles back at you. If you're a grouch and a, gr- and a grumpy person, then the world is grumpy and grouchy. And you look around and you say, why am I grouchy? Because the world is grouchy. But the world looks at you and says, why am I grouchy? Because you're grouchy. This idea that a person uh, does not own, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, I believe it was, he used to teach that your face is not Rishut Harabim. It's not a public place. You can't do whatever you want on your face. You owe the people around you to have a smile on your face. And that way, like the, the Mishnah says in Avot, the, the Mishnah says, uh, a person is, always has an obligation to greet every person, the sever panim yafot, with a big smile on your face. So this pasuk, kemaim panim lapanim, it teaches us that we have this beautiful obligation to be able to create beautiful images so that when we shine them and project them on others, that they will project those images uh, back to us as well. And I'd like to end just with this last point. The Sar Shalom writes in his sefer a beautiful concept. He asks, if Shalom HaMelech was trying to teach us that when you meet someone who's recalcitrant, who's grumpy, it's, it might be because that's the attitude that you're giving them. You see a negative, surly teenager, 
and you're wondering why they're so angry and negative. And the answer is because you're always negative with them. Right? If that's what Shilomo HaMelech was trying to teach us, why did Shilomo HaMelech tell us, why do you use the example, Kemayim Panim El Panim, the reflection in the water? Why did he say, like a reflection in the mirror? They had mirrors back then. How do we know? They even had mirrors back in Egypt. The Pasuk mirrors are quoted in the Torah. So we know that they had mirrors. A mirror is in your house. So why did they find it necessary to talk about looking at your reflection in the water? You have a mirror in your bathroom. Why do I need to go to the riverbank to look in the water? Good question, right? Answers the Sar Shalom, remarkable. He says, because we're talking here about your interaction with another human being. And therefore, he says, if a person wants to truly see another person, there's one difference between the image that you see in the mirror and the image that you see in the water. The mirror is on the wall. And you don't need to bend over to see your reflection in it. But when you come to the water, the only way you could see your reflection is if you are bowing. That humility is required if you want to be able to truly see another person. Because when you come to another person with arrogance, what do you look at? You see all of their advantages and you find flaws in their advantages. And you see all of their negatives and you build them up in your brain. Beautiful concept. I mean, you know, you think about this. Um, when you stand opposite someone, so my right hand is opposite your left hand. Your left hand is opposite my right hand. To teach us that that is the way human beings interact with other human beings. When we stand opposite one another, my strengths are your weaknesses. And your weaknesses are my strengths. I look to find the problems with your strengths. I make your strengths weaknesses. And then I look at my weaknesses and I turn those weaknesses into strengths. My friends, but if there was a little humility, you'd see that person as they truly are. And that's why the Pasuk says, Hashem should bless us during this time. Elul ani lo ve'ani lo. As much as we can humble ourselves a little and recognize that we were so very blessed. Being humble doesn't mean knocking yourself. It means that maybe I am as I am because I was given those gifts. I was given parents like this. I was given opportunities like this. If this person would have been given all the same, maybe they'd have done it even better than me. If a person can bring themselves down that little bit and recognize that everything comes from Borei Olam, then they can truly see their friend as they are. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen. Rabbi Chanan Yaben HaKashah Omer.